everyone, it's Dave and Jeff. It is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. Worst day ever. <laughs> the day after Valentine's Day? No. What the fuck's go? Oh, I understand. Bad day today, not a bad day every February 15th. Yeah, no, bad I day today. I understand where you're going. I got gotcha. you. God damn. And I got the news from you. I saw it on social media. I, just said, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I just said the podcast is canceled forever. <laughs> See, <he> said. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, I don't even know. I had to be not even probably 11. Yeah. I don't even know where it was. What channel? Kansas City Bomber came on. <laughs> And La Jolla High. Wait, what? Where were you living at the time? No, I was in Minneapolis. Okay. But the the crown jewel of KFMB used to do weather at KFMB before they brought in Balo. And uh, crown jewel of La Jolla High, Raquel Welch, was the lead. I'm not going to lie. I told my friend uh, Laura Daly today. Yeah. He goes, a young kid, there were three movies that changed my life. I can't wait to hear Two this. of them starred Angie Dickinson. <laughs> Big Bad Mama, one of the great <laughs> movies ever made. Dressed to Kill with yeah. Angie Dickinson. Yeah. And Kansas City Bomber with Raquel Welch. I was like, wow. Unbelievable. You know, I never saw any of those. You ever saw Big Bad Mama? No, I never did. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> ridiculous that question just sounded. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. That's a matter. <laughs> you never saw Big Bad Mama? Dude. Like it was Shawshank. Yeah. Big Bad Mama and Big Bad Mama 2. Was there a Big Bad Mama 2? Yeah, with her and uh, Danielle Brisbois. Really? Yeah. Okay. But we digress. <laughs> Can we? Tonight. The bar's pretty low. Tonight, we're here with a heavy. I am. I don't know about Dave. <laughs> I'm here with a heavy heart. That boy, that Raquel Welch, man. Every time you saw her, like the other day, they were talking about Gina Lola Brigida passed away, and you saw her. And man, when she was young, she looked like Sophia Loren. And I don't then, know who that is. Who am, I'm she sorry. She was an Italian actress, and again, like one of those women, generation before Raquel Welch. Okay. So like Sophia Loren, Jane Mansfield. Yeah. That kind of group. Uh, Gina Lola Brigida, way before our time. But you heard stories, right? The guys were like, she was unbelievable. But as everybody does, male and female, when you get older, you look a whole lot different. Jesus Dude. Christ. I just saw Gina now. Yeah. Well, she was 95 years old, but incredible career. Dude, I'm telling you, every picture you saw of Raquel Welch, you were like, son of a gun. Yeah, she, son of a gun. Yeah, she looked good back in the day. And always so cool. Like, you knew. Boy, I don't know about that. Are Raquel? you sure? Yeah. I don't know. I think so. I thought she was known to be about being a bitch. From La Jolla High? You sure? <laughs> Watch your mouth. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, I thought that was the rumor. She wasn't very nice. Because <sighs> she was running with the wrong crowd. <laughs> Tonight, we find out the sad news that she passed away. Yeah. Heartbreaking, man. Heartbreaking. Wasn't she the last poster, though, in Shawshank? Okay, that's what somebody asked me tonight. Yeah, I think it was. I thought it was the Jane Fonda poster. No. Oh, did he Jane have a Jane F Fonda never poster? Had Jane Fonda. It wasn't Barbarella? No, it wasn't Jane Fonda. 
I think, honestly, it was Raquel. Oh, that is so funny. Somebody Maybe said that she knows me. where he is. Mrs. Fuzzy Bridges or whatever Bridges <laughs> yeah. calls her or whatever. He rips a poster. Uh, I think it's Raquel. Oh, that's so funny. I've not seen that movie in so long. And somebody asked me that tonight. Said, hey, was that your girl Raquel Welch in Shawshank? I love Shawshank. Yeah. And I was like, off the top of my head, I thought it was Jane Fonda. But you might be right. Yeah. What movie is that from? Fuck, uh, dude, I don't know. I'm, right now, I'm, got, I'm looking up Raquel to see if that was the case. Kansas City Bomber. Yep. She was a roller derby queen. Absolutely unbelievable. So uh, stick around at the end of the show. A unique tribute to Raquel that only we can provide. We'll tell you about that later. <laughs> yeah, it's Raquel. Last one. Oh, that's great. Yeah. We watched, uh, what'd you do for Valentine's Day? You know what? Um, not a lot. You know, it's it's kind of sad. It's kind of a sad deal. Um, we were, my wife's working from home now. And so, because her office is under construction, so she's here for six weeks. Straight. Oh, nice. Okay. This is not a problem. I'm not complaining. Like some people might complain. I'm not complaining. But yeah, with her working from home, she and she always works long days. Like she's a 12 hour a day person. Yeah. Now she's doing like 15 hours a day. Uh, and then I'm like, I watch her. I said, you know, your lunch breaks are max or seven minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, you understand? That's what I said. So she's like, you know, what do you want to do for dinner? And then we're saying, so we're going to go early dinner. We're going to go like, we'll leave the house at 430 because we know it's yeah. Valentine's Day. We don't have a reservation anywhere. Well, dude, two hours later, now you're going up on six, leaving the house at 630, going anywhere at seven. Yeah. And I go, you know, at this point, I'm trying not to be, get mad on Valentine's Day. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You know, that yeah, literally, that's go. what I said. Let's go. I don't care. She goes, well, what do you want? Now I know in her mind, she's thinking, I just got to get back to work. Oh, boy. So I'm just like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I go, I'm just going to eat a salad tonight, straight out. She goes, that's all I'm having. And I said, well, if that's all we're fucking eating, I go, there's a guy taking Denny's two miles yeah. from here. And sure enough, we walked into Gutting Denny's, ordered two salads, and we were out in a, in a second. Old school. We've been together fucking forever. Right. And and it wasn't like, you know, you know, you're sitting there. I hate to say the romance is gone, but that's not what I'm saying. My point is she has zero interest in, in spending time with me. She was thinking all the work she has to get yeah. done. And she has a huge project coming up that she has about three weeks to get done. And her right-hand person basically just quit. Oh. So now she has to do two jobs at one time. So it wasn't eventful. But it was it was in and out and boom we're we're done. It was that was about it. And I think I couldn't believe how packed it was. Like these are all a bunch of sad Denny's? sex. Denny's was packed. And you know what? The the sad part was there was this lady that walks up to us. Okay. And we aren't dicks, man. You know. No. I, I said this the other day, man. We we lack a lot of compassion in this country. But this old lady walked up to us. She had to be eighty something ah. by herself. Okay. At one time, she probably spent Valentine's Day with her husband. Right. And she said, hey, is there avocado in that <laughs> She said, And I go, you know what? There is. That looks good. What's that called on the menu? I go, that's the Cobb salad. I'm going to get that. And then she sits down behind my wife in, in the booth, and the waitress comes over. It was so rude to her. Oh. She couldn't communicate what she wants. And I'll be honest, I think she had some sort of dementia. Okay. And it was frustrating. It felt like elder abuse. Yeah. The way she was talking to her. Are you okay? Are you okay? She kept yelling at the lady. Do you uh, know what you want? Show me the picture. And I was looking at my wife going, don't get involved. Don't get involved. Because I knew she would. And she yeah. did. Yeah. You know? Said she wants a cob salad. And Flat ass. It, it, was, it was uncomfortable. It was, uh, I sure hope when I get old, man, people don't treat me that way. Oh, they will. They will. Trust me. You got, you got a lot to get caught yeah. up on. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. What's true. your second wish? My, 
<laughs> my, it's true. I got I got a lot of things coming my way. Uh-huh. But that was that was it. It was uneventful. What about you? Valentine's Day was so funny, and I got all these messages from people today. So we were I went to the condo to barbecue on Sunday for the Super Bowl. So we always go to the local butcher shop. Yeah. And Dave, we went and we get hot uh hot links. We get bourbon brats, right? Yes. Then I got Who chooses? Me. Okay. okay. But I mean, like yeah, everybody I like I want to make like sure. You don't say the kids, what do you want? Or you say Vita, what do you want? Yes. You just it's come part of that, but I'm like, this is kind of what which way I'm leaning towards grilling. Okay. Are you cool? And they're they're great with it. Yeah. Well, you're doing the work too. Yeah. But And you're paying for the food. True. Yeah. You're gonna eat what I fucking buy. No, no, no. It's never like that. And they <laughs> they love it. So we went and we got brats. And what I do with them all the time is I'll get a stone IPA, like a 32-ounce stone IPA, and I boil it in those, and then I fire them on the grill. And then I did, um, my buddy Keith Nordling owned Yogi's forever. Now he owns Jimmy O's. But I made those guys uh, a Yogi's bacon cheeseburger. And the way they did it at Yogi's, which was always cool, and there's might be other places that do it this way, Dave, but it would be the burger, then the bacon, and then they'd melt the cheddar over that. Okay. And it was great. So we got um like a cayenne barbecue sauce that was dynamite. But Vita's making guacamole, she's got chips and dip, we're watching the game. And the other thing, remember last year, everybody got so upset. It's pollo asada. Sorry for everybody. I actually yeah. read the sign this time, okay? Yeah. Everybody, pull your pants up, yeah. okay? They you don't need upset. to get all nervous. It was. They did get upset. Yeah, all nervous. Everybody breathe, okay? What did you call it? I don't uh, remember now. I, who knows? I, I don't. I, I have a life. I don't need to listen to their shit. <laughs> but the guy goes, uh, he goes, how much do you want? Yeah. And I said, you know what? Uh it's so good. Give me four pounds of it because upstairs neighbor coming over. I thought a couple other people. So games going on. We're barbecuing and uh, everybody had a burger, brats, chips, dip, guac. And we're like, okay, we're probably pretty good. Yeah. And so Jack and Cade's mom's like, hey, you want to hold off on the chicken? Because I don't think anybody because it's a lot of work to go back out there. And I go, yeah. And she goes, what are you doing Tuesday? Because I don't think we want to hold it till Thursday. I go, yeah, come over Tuesday. Neither of us, she and I started dating in 2004. Yeah. Other than, I know one, I don't even know the second one, but I know there was one right when the divorce was going on. That was pretty bad. But But, bad Valentine's Day? Yeah, just that whole month because I was getting ready to move out. A lot of shit was going on. But for the most part, at least 17 Valentine's Days we've spent together. Yeah. So I go over last night, and uh, it's the pollo asada. And Dave, it's like 10 chicken breasts, four pounds. I was like, God dang. My son Jack is like, what the hell? I go, dude. Yeah, what the hell were you doing? I go, Jack, you were sitting right there. He goes, I thought the guy gave us like five. I go, that's what I thought. (laughs) So, So... did you look at the receipt to see if he charged you for 10? No, no, no. Those guys are great. And No, it's by the pound. Okay. It's just, it's charged by the pound. So I'm grilling it up 
And we had just been talking about Kevin Bacon, different movies he was in. And so Vita said, hey, you want to watch Mystic River? I was like, oh, man, that was a wild movie. I haven't seen that movie. Jack and Kate have never seen it. Wait, isn't Mystic River the one where they touch the kids? And then uh, the one kid gets killed. Yeah. Yeah, you have one kid who gets uh, molested. Yeah. And then a different kid gets killed. Oh, my God. Valentine's Day. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? It's just a Tuesday night movie night. What? So I... Jesus. So we make the tacos. Dave, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They're off the charts. They're so good. Everything's good. Consider fucking kids getting molested. Yeah. And the then you uh, doing? your choice of movies. And then so I post a picture and it's it's Vita, Jack and Kate. And I'm like, grilled chicken tacos movie night with these three is great. Dude, I wish you would have posted what movie you're watching. I know. And all these people are like, hey, that's beautiful. I was like, not really. It's I forgot what the movie was. I haven't seen it. Dude, that movie came out, Dave. Do you even know what movie or what year I'm going to go came like out? 92. I have no idea. Dude, 2002. Is that right? Dude, that's a movie you see once. Yeah. <laughs> so what the hell? And uh, Clint Eastwood directed it. Sean Penn, Kevin Bacon, yeah. Tim Robbins, bunch of people. Yeah, I remember. And yeah, about halfway through, I'm like, do we have Disney Plus? Yeah. Frozen on? Jesus. <laughs> but uh, it was so fun, man. But I I should have, yeah. If I remembered that was what the movie is, I'm not going to lie. Probably would have pushed for Mystic <laughs> yeah, or uh, Anything. Shawshank. Shawshank's outstanding. He never turned Shawshank off. No. I would have watched talk radio with Eric Bogosian. <laughs> That's depressing, but, too. Can't watch that. Yeah. But it's just... For us. What did your kids think when the movie was over? Oh, they were like, that was a wild movie. Yeah, sure was. Because, can I tell people what happens? Fuck yeah, the movie's over, tw- over so 20 years starts, old. The movie starts, and it's three kids in a neighborhood. Three young kids. In Boston, right? In Boston. And they're drawing their name in the sidewalk. And all of a sudden, a cop pulls up yeah. and says, hey, who are you guys? What are you doing? And one of the kids gets drug away. And he doesn't die. And now you fast forward. Well, one of the years, one of the guys has grown up to be a cop. It's Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Another guy has grown up to be kind of a career criminal. That's Sean Penn. And then the other guy is the third guy, and that's Tim Robbins. And you see what happens is uh, Tim Robbins comes home, and he's been injured. And he said he got into a fight at the bar, and he's been stabbed. And then you find out on the same night... Uh, Sean Penn's daughter, played by Emmy Rossum from Shameless. She's great. I don't even know. I uh, got murdered. And now you're starting to wonder, did Tim Robbins yeah. kill her, right? Because he saw her that night. Well, Sean Penn starts to think he did. So they killed Tim Robbins. And then they find out the way he got injured was he found a pedophile uh, kind of taking advantage of a kid in the car, like a, a male, I don't know, young guy. And he beat the fuck out of the guy and killed him. But he kept telling Sean Penn, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. And Sean Penn killed him. And then they find out they arrest two other people. Yeah, and it, It's like this really pretty intense story, the whole thing. But no, we just, we watch movies all the time, man. Everything from Casablanca yeah. to Nemo to... 
I, I don't think she's going to watch Step Brothers with us. <laughs> but, yeah, it was like. Why wouldn't she? I, no. Come on. She, she doesn't I, like those kind of movies? No. Oh. I, I'd have a better chance of getting her to watch Three Stooges. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Why? But, does, she, does she not like to laugh? She lived with you. Uh, she laughs a lot. She is a very quick laugh. But but just stupid, yeah, guy humor, she she can pass on. No, she's a very quick laugh and has a great laugh. But we had a great time, like, just movies and talking about, you know, because the twist is at the end, Kevin Bacon doesn't arrest Sean Penn. He just lets it go. Yeah. And he knows, right? And so she's, as a public defender, they're like, wait, you got to arrest him. Yeah. She's like, yeah, might be, you know, the code of the street right there, man. Like, go through the whole thing. And so, no, I, I mean, listen, I, I think those guys growing up with a mom who's a public defender, who has done felonies, who is now back in juvenile hall defending kids that are their age, that they have very, very open conversations about yeah. a lot of different things that probably kids 15 and 10th grade don't have. And uh uh tonight she called me and she's dying laughing and she said uh I said to Jack, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just hanging out. She goes, You ever get lonely? He goes, No, I don't mind. You know, my alone time is my alone time. I kind of like it. Yeah. And she goes, Boy, your girlfriend's gonna love hearing that when you get older. And he goes, Well, you know, I think if she's my girlfriend, she's going to love me for who I am. And if I have days where I want to be alone, it's no reflection on her. It's more a reflection on me. Yeah. She's like, who the fuck are you? What happened to you? How old are you? So, no, I mean, they're they're great dudes in conversation. But, yeah, I started laughing because I'm like, fuck are we watching? But uh, all good. That is, okay. Number one, I agree with your son. I don't think there's anything wrong with being okay with yourself, you know? Yeah. So I was going to ask you this question. This is really kind of weird. Okay. All right. It is this is not a shot at Jack. So don't sit there and take it. Anyone who listens, go, what the fuck are you doing? But literally, I have this topic written down to bring up to Jeff tonight. Yeah. yeah have you ever heard of sologamy? Mm -mm. Yeah, me neither until today. Someone said they saw it on a Dr. Phil episode. Okay. It's when someone gets married to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know two people. I know two people. Names will, do you know exactly when you hear this? Yeah, I'm thinking about you. 100%. So, you know how we always talk about, we talk about weddings, about getting invited to weddings oh or God. finding out there's a wedding. And Yes. So, two things. One. That is a Springer show. Yeah, this was a Dr. Phil. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Phil. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So one was sologamy, and I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's S-O-L-O-G-A-M-Y. Sounds like it. Okay. Okay. And it's... Uh, That's the funniest it, thing I've ever heard. It's what I was going to bring it up to you. One, if you got a wedding invitation in the mail. Yeah. And saying, hey, I'm getting married. Jeff, I'd like you to be there. Yeah. And you initially, you would say, depending obviously how close you were to the person. Right. I'm going. Yeah. Right. I'm going to support my friend of marriage. Yeah. When you realize on the invitation they're marrying themselves, yeah, I'm are still you still going? going? Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right. So the second part was, how pissed would you be if you weren't invited to a friend of yours that was doing a marriage to themselves and they they didn't think enough of you to invite you? Oh, I'd be fine. I I 
I cannot emphasize enough how comfortable I am. I with just my, found this out five hours ago, yeah. and I'm like shocked right now. My listen, I uninvited you from something going on tomorrow night. You, okay, that's fine. Tomorrow night, because uh, I say no to everything. Too. You do. I just you invited it. me to a funeral. Uh, to, not this Saturday next. I already turned you down. Yeah, and that one, she. I'm taking my ex. Good. Because she didn't know it's our friend Dion Rich, the world's greatest gate crash. Yeah. And but now, Dave, I had a different kind of relationship with Dion than yeah. you did. I, I knew him a lot, I think. Not saying this disrespectful. No, he's but, been on the show a million times, but we weren't friends hanging out. I have his phone number. And I used to go to lunch with him about yeah. once a month. Yeah. And Dion is the guy you see in the pictures carrying Tom Landry off the field. I think he's carrying yeah, we Don. We talked about him, I think, last month. Yeah, Don Shula. And uh, and his funeral is coming up um, a week from Saturday. He paid for it. I love the fact he paid for it. He paid for it. He doesn't want to hear any bullshit. He just wants people having fun. He doesn't want to hear any bullshit. He's not alive to hear bullshit. But he, you know how he was. Yes. And I told them what you said, and they thought it was great. They asked me to RSVP, and I said Dave Palais had the funniest line. He said uh, Dion would want us. To say, no, we're not going to make it and then crash the party. And she said, that is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. And she goes, God, you're so right. And uh, she loved it. But Hank's going to be there. Yeah. Nick will be there. And just all the guys that knew him and tell stories about him. And I said, please bring the photo albums. Yeah. And I, I said to Vita, I go, look, we'll be in and out hour and a half. But I go... Just the stories you're going to hear. And, and Canapa loves her. Hank loves her. So it'll be fun to see all those people. But tomorrow night, and I, I figured it's right around 630 at night. You're usually coaching. Right? Yeah. That's why I didn't invite you. But tomorrow night, I'm having dinner with two of the original Rich Brothers. Frank, How are you? Frank and who? Pat Gaffey. Really? And Roy Robertson. Oh, good. And Dave Sniff. Wow. Those four knuckleheads. Uh, who, uh, Dave, I think you would agree. Yeah. But for me, especially, and I, I think back more on my producer days when yeah. I first got in that building um, at KFMB, you know, Sniff, obviously, but but Frank. Frank's one of my favorites. Pat. Pat, yeah. you, how, Pat's, you know, Pat I don't talk. I haven't spoken to Pat since KFMB, but oh, Roy literally was just texting with him uh, yesterday. Yeah. And so... If you if you get out of coaching and, and yeah. come to the bullpen, we'll be at the bullpen on Claremont Mesa Boulevard. But I'm so, you know, I think you and I have a great appreciation for guys that that showed us how to do it. Yeah. And I love those guys, man. So they were like, hey, it's short notice. You want to get together? I go, I'm fucking in. So <laughs> uh, if you get out, you want to come to the bullpen, they want that's you cool. there. So that's, that's a good nice. group of dudes right there. That is a good group of guys. That's awesome. That, that's great. I mean, they were the guys, man. And then, and then I got to tell you about Laura Kane. Did you see when, Laura Kane's wait, real, real quick, tonight? When did their? And th- this is not again, not a shot to preference. What I'm saying. When was there? When did that show end? Right around. I mean, Jeff and Jared came in, right? Yeah, Jeff and Jared probably came in like '89. Okay, but Rich Brothers had a pretty yeah. strong so that, run. That man. was before before I got here. I got here in '89. Yeah. yeah, dude, they were they cover a San Diego magazine. They were everywhere. Yeah, they they were great. Um, but they're just, they're just such good dudes. You know, it's funny. And they're really nice to us. I was thinking about this. Uh, I was talking with someone about this actually today that it seems like 
time is going so fast all of a sudden. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, you know, if you talk to your boys, they'd say, man, time's dragging. You're in school and the whole deal. But when you, all of a sudden, man, it just seems like it's flying. And yeah, I was thinking about it. Like we're talking about Valentine's Day. I spent yeah. 33 Valentine's days with Rita. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> I mean, that was, I mean, outside of, outside of one, yeah. maybe two, it would have been 19 for me. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot, a lot. That's a lot. And so you, you sit there and you go, wow. And then I'm. Think in my head, this year will be 34 years I've been in the city. Wow. You know, and it just yeah. amazes me, man, how fast time has gone. I mean, literally, when Jeff and I started this show back in 1998, I felt like you had to explain to me why San Diego people think different. Like, it would frustrate yeah. me. It so frustrates me. Yeah. And you'd go, no, no, this is how, how it is. Not saying right or wrong. You would just explain to me, don't get upset about things like that. This is how people think. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it was nuts to think I've been here 34 fucking years. It's crazy to me. Uh, we love Laura Kane around yeah. here. We'll get into Michael Waka and your cheating Dodgers in a second. Okay, let's hear that. But Laura Kane tonight, yeah, had a reel on Instagram. Did you see her no. tonight on Instagram? I told her I said that's a f- I get Dave a laugh so hard. So she's in her car. She looks great, like she always does. And she goes, uh, "Hey, hi everybody." She goes, "I'm on a new dating app." I'm like, oh boy, here we go, right? And she goes, I I met a guy, and guess what he said to me within five minutes of the conversation? So, Dave, you have three choices. Let's see how well you can pick it. Well, it's obviously not good. Choice A, did the guy say to her, within five minutes of conversing with her, uh, I think I love you. That's option one. Okay. Okay. That's doable. Plan B, or option B was our dog should go on a play date. Okay. I go, okay. Or was it option C, did the gentleman say to her, what's your thoughts on butt play? I wanted a guest. I wanted a guest. I said, what? And she goes, oh, it just broke my headphone. There, there we go. go. Now I'm all right. Okay. I text her. I go, what the fuck are you doing? I go, what where what what do you want? What was the answer? Yeah. (laughs) I go, what 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 dating site are you on? Pornhub? No kidding. She's back on the hub? Yeah. And you texted with Ron Jeremy in jail? I go, what the hell happened to you? She goes, why does this happen in my life? And I go, so you can tell the story and let people know that there's goddamn maniacs out there. All right, now here's the can you, but if you're yeah, did she immediately say hey this isn't gonna work uh i didn't even bother asking oh, okay. i'm sure she'll drag eric into it next week on laura kane no kidding i would have laughed my ass off um it's funny my wife has a lot of friends who are on dating apps and it seems like the only guys they can go out with are minimum of 10 to 12 years older than them oh really yeah and then the guys i know who are in dating apps date girls that are 15 to 20 years younger than them okay <laughs> it's never been my thing <laughs> i mean I, i'm sitting here yeah i mean i said to my ex tonight i go look i'm probably done for the weekend because raquel welch died <laughs> could you imagine though honestly dating a girl that's 25 years younger than you nope like it would be tough to have things in common yeah right i'm trying to think my sister married an older guy a few years ago let's see what is the age damn difference it's about 12 years right and she says all the time they have zero in common. Like, he'll talk yeah. about TV shows. She'll go, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. F Troop. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, she has no idea what the hell he's talking about. And I go, that's a 12-year difference. I know guys are dating girls 25 years younger. It's, it's crazy to me. But, I mean, we've got these two friends yeah. that are amazing. Yeah. But I've got kids on my team at work that are younger yeah. and, and kids in my company that are younger. And they're great. They're just great. And, uh, I man. Are I they all guys, though? All the guys on your team know. are the guys? Male and female. Okay. Uh, the woman on my team's closer to my age, yeah. but I mean, we work really closely with our marketing team. And so, no, the, the girls on our marketing team, I think one's 29, the other one's 22. Yeah. And they're just, they're awesome. Uh, yeah. I hope as I, as I said, as I get older, as I, you know, age and everything else that I'm still able to talk to people that are younger than me. Cause honestly, I think, yeah. I mean, talking to my son, yeah. Talking to kids that I coach in high school, you know, yeah. or 14 to 18 years old keeps me young. You know, I, oh, you know I'm fun. aware of what music's going on. Yeah. What, 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 like, fuck, I wouldn't I still, if you were to ask me if I didn't coach, I couldn't even tell you who Bad Bunny was. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I got it. What's this Bad Bunny? I'd be that old man. Yeah. And, uh, dude, that's another guy, WWE guy, shows yeah. up and does an amazing yeah. job. But obviously, I mean, we know when I was at Bad uh, Bunny could be that Super Bowl guy we were talking about the other day. That popular? Well, I he absolutely would bring in a whole different yeah. younger demographic, which the NFL. Dave, um, I think it was March of last year. I'm in Toronto, and I go downtown, and Bad Bunny is at Scotiabank Arena, and it's wild, right? Because I've always been there for hockey or, or for NBA but I'd never really been there when a concert was going on. And so to see like it's downtown, it probably feels like what Madison square garden must be like because yeah. the buses and the semis, everything part of the traveling party is jammed in, but man, it was so cold in Toronto. It had to be below zero, but all of the girls coming out. And I mean, you're talking about, not the not the younger ones. Yeah. But then you got the ones that fall into our, you know, like when you play Price is Right and you got to get that window. <laughs> yeah. Man, they started hitting that window and they're all in the short dress looking That's amazing, which, you go, which is great. Love it. Except for the fact you go, but it's about 10 below. That sounds like a you problem. Uh, it wasn't a problem for me. No, for them. Oh, yeah. They were trying to figure out where the Uber was. But I was like, yeah, bad bunny. Hey, man, Yeah. Uh, more power to you. Uh, wherever he's going, I'm going. I don't know one song. I don't care. Let's go. That's my crowd right it's, there. It's one of my favorite things. I don't think I could do Pitbull, but I think he's drawn that same crowd, right? Worldwide. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that. That's Sean's guy. Sean yeah. Walchuff loves a Pitbull. You know, it, I, this always cracks me up, is that women dress for women. Yes. You know, it's always like a big that competition game. that women dress for women. I like that game. Yeah, it, it really is, shows you it's a man's world. It is. <laughs> uh, exciting news for us tonight. Yeah. Uh, did you know, do you know a world event is coming to San Diego, Dave, at the end of June this year? It's, uh, June, I think it's, I'm not even kidding. June 22nd through July 1st. No idea what you're saying. The world, this is pretty cool. The world lacrosse championships 
are coming to Snapdragon Stadium. So they're bringing, hang on. Before I didn't you say start, anything. I just rolled my eyes. We have been named an official, we are the official podcast oh of one of the teams participating. How did this happen? I just negotiated the deal tonight. Do you know who we're the official podcast of? No, tell me now. We're the official podcast of the Jamaican National Lacrosse team. How did this happen? Because they're coming to San Diego, and we have friends associated with the team. And they said, you want to meet? I go, well, I don't, I don't have anything to talk about them on the show. They go, fuck that. We don't need them on the show. You guys want to do like a meet and greet and have people come out? I go, are they like the Jamaican bobsled team? Yeah, with Don Candy? What the hell? They go, dude. These guys are the coolest dudes you will ever meet and the funniest guys you'll ever meet. I go, they're going to win it? Ah, they're the coolest <laughs> guys you're going to meet. And I said, in San Diego, how would we not love the Jamaican lacrosse team? How do you hate anything Jamaican? Right. So I said, well, we'll do it if we can be the official podcast of the Jamaican team while they're in San Diego. They're like, yeah, I think that's done. I said, okay, that's done. So I called Walchiff. I'm like, hey, man, you want to have like three or four of these guys down there, like a meet and greet? And I haven't heard back from him. When but, did you call him? Today? Yeah. Okay. Not like not like we're going to bring yeah. 25 guys down there. Yeah. But maybe bring two or three guys down. I just think it'd be super fun for everybody to get a chance to meet oh, those guys hilarious. and cheer for I don't know anything about lacrosse. And they're like, hey, listen, there is a Team USA. I was like, whoa, what? Oh, no. What a turncoat. <laughs> it's one of my favorite expressions. Yeah. Hey, Dave and I don't give a shit. We cheer for everybody. <laughs> but I go, if you and I can, uh, we'll be uh, Team Jamaica. I want a t-shirt. We'll get one. It's all done. <laughs> but they want Dave and Jeff shirts. So maybe we got to make uh, Dave and Jeff Team Jamaica shirts. Oh, absolutely. We're in. Okay. I love it. So uh, they're apparently just the coolest dudes that are coming to San Diego, and they'll be here this summer, and they're participating. I just thought it's the funniest shit I've ever heard. And it's not like the last thing I signed you up for where you got pulled into a wrestling yeah, ring. That wasn't good. And a bunch of, none of these guys are going to hit you with the lacrosse. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's good to know. Holy shit. Uh, Michael Walker is a Padre. How about that? And you guys can say whatever you want. You fucking heard it here first. I don't want to hear anything else about bad takes. Okay. Well, you didn't hear it anywhere else yesterday because I drove around <laughs> looking to hear anything about it and didn't hear anything. Dude, honest to God, I had no idea until my son texted me. Yeah. And it was, and he texted me four hours after it happened. Like, yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere. Why weren't people talking about it? You'd have to ask them. I don't know. But, look, I, I think what it does for the pods is it's a very, very good move because, to me, Waka becomes your four. Yeah. And then whatever happens between Lugo, Martinez, Morahone, uh is it Jay Grom, the the guy that came yeah. in the Hosmer deal that they they have high hopes for, right? Handful of other guys, but all of a sudden now five and six, you're looking at as opposed to looking at four, five and six. Now you look at Walken, what he did last year for Boston. I loved what Xander Bogart said. Xander Bogart said he goes, man, he came in and he just he was about getting to work. Yeah. And he said his work ethic was something that our whole team took in. And so you look at that and you go, I think it was 11 and two. It was 11 and two on a shitty team. Yeah. Went six innings a bunch of times, yep. had a complete game. Uh, but then you also look at prior to that, the previous three years, the combined ERA is 5.11. 
five straight years with a stint on the injured list. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's he's not quite. I mean, I thought, you know, I kind of forgotten a little bit how there was that. But if you come in and Ruben Niebla has done That's great what things. I was going to say. They right? have a really good pitching coach. The Padres yeah. have a very good pitching coach. And you know? he's probably your four. You know, here's the deal. Mark Pryor, obviously, with the Dodgers, gets a lot of credit for turning guys around. Niebla is considered one of the tops in, in baseball. There's a reason why they brought him over from the Cleveland organization. Yep. Whatever he figured out last year, if he can continue to take that here. At one time, Michael Walker was considered the shit. Yeah. You know? I mean, all the way back to people are going to go, well, that was 10 years ago. 2013, when people realized who Michael Walker was when he knocked out the Dodgers, knocked him out yeah. of the playoffs and go, man, this guy's the real deal. And then he went through, as you mentioned, a couple bad years here and there. Still a young guy. Mm-hmm. And it was a signing that you and I were pushing for on this show for months. Yeah. And so why wouldn't you? And we bring up the point all the time. You have to over spend now to get players now because you don't want to trade the guys that you do have left in your minor league system and, and go basically all the way to zero. And they have, you know, a few guys that maybe you could trade away, but you don't want to sit there and empty the whole damn thing. Anyway. They get Michael Walker. Here's what I find fascinating. They told Martinez, we're going to give you the opportunity to start. They told Lugo, we're going to give you the opportunity to start. That Mm -hmm. was the difference of Lugo signing with the Dodgers or signing with the Padres. To be honest, if you look up Lugo's numbers, he's not a good starting pitcher. No. He he never has been. His ERA is actually four and a half as a starting pitcher. Hasn't started a game since 2020. As a reliever, he's dynamite. Mm Mm-hmm. Martinez is Donovan as a reliever, as we know. I'm sure he can start, but he's really good. Like, if you were able to put those two guys in the bullpen, yeah, which they will for the postseason, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and Waka. Yeah, your your bullpen is is insane. It's already pretty good, but it's yeah. insane. So, the, the funny thing is that you keep hearing this talk about a six-man rotation, and that that's fine if you decide to go that route. Mm-hmm. But for the Padres, they gave promised those two guys an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can't say, hey, we're taking it back now. It would no. be horrible for the team. They will get an opportunity to start to see what happens. I don't know. I mean, if all I know, the Dodgers are going through the same thing with Shelby Miller and Noah Syndergaard. I don't know. Yeah. This probably happens all the time. You're hearing Bob Melvin and Jeff say six-man rotation. Mm-hmm. Now, you bring this up all the time to me at the beginning of every year, that ones match up with ones, two match up with twos. Mm-hmm. You go to a six-man rotation, <laughs> your six-man mm-hmm. is going to be <laughs> obviously outmanned, right? Yeah. And so you're going, well, how long do you go with the six-man rotation? Do you do it at the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year? You you know, unless you have a huge lead in the standings, mm-hmm. you don't want to sit there and go six-man. At some point, you got to cut it down to five, right? You want to give yourself the best opportunity to get a bye in the first round of the postseason. Yeah. Um, Melvin has said it'll go as long as they're able to go. Okay. But we don't owe anybody anything. And the point of that being is that, yeah, you can get into trouble really, really quickly with your bullpen if you've got two guys in your five and six spot that aren't getting it done. Yeah. And so they they had it, remember, Dave, they had it last year. They had kind of that window where they were using Manaya and Gore, right, along with uh, Darvish, Clevenger, and Snell. Yeah. And it, it worked pretty well. But I think they're going to have a very, very quick hook on these guys. So I think early on, while you're kind of letting everybody stretch out, and if you're using that six-man rotation and it's giving guys an extra day or two, and it really helps, too, I think, when you're one. I'm assuming Musgrove's going to be your two. but Well, it doesn't matter. Musgrove's a two or Snell's a two. It does in the sense that if 
if Darvish has given you a consistent six to seven every night and Musgrove's given you a six to seven every night, but Snell struggles sometimes to throw into the sixth, and then all of a sudden you've got Waka, who's probably a five to six inning guy, right? Yeah. Maybe you want to split that up a little bit so your bullpen's not looking at five straight nights of heavy activity and then two days off. I don't know. That's for Niebla and Melvin to figure it out. But um, I liked it. And when you look at it, pretty complicated deal, according to a bunch of different reports. Yeah. Four-year deal, to potentially up to $24 million, but a ton of different opt-outs, like the Nick Martinez deal. Yeah. And so we'll see how long Waka hangs around. But for right now, uh, to me, it gives you four solid starters and a couple of options for five and six, and I'm fine with that. I want to ask you about David Schoenfeld. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, he works for ESPN. He's a writer. Did you see the grades he gave for offseason moves? For uh, teams? Gave the pods a B plus. Gave the pods. Now, is he basically an East Coast guy? I would think. Okay. So just for the people who aren't caught up, it's one of those things. I know we all get caught up in these grades, which don't exactly mean a ton to me. Yeah. But the New York Mets got the highest grade with an A. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yankees got an A minus, but the Mets got the highest with an A. And I sit there and I go, well, you lost the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. You lost to Grom. How do you you have an A? Because you're giving him Verlander. Yeah. I understand Verlander's in his 40s. Yeah. I mean, DeGrom is considered the best pitcher in all of baseball. Right. And then the report comes out tonight that he's banged up already. Oh. That he needs some days when off. When he lost Bassett. Yep. Right? It's it's interesting. So they ended up with, you know, signing Jose Quintana, you know. Yeah. But, but basically, they re-signed guys. They signed Tom, Tommy Pham. Don't forget about that. Okay. But it's, it's kind of interesting. They gave them an A. Uh, New York Yankees, they gave them an A-. minus. They got Rodon, of course. And then they resigned Judge and Rizzo and those guys right there, but they lost mm-hmm. some guys as well. Phillies to me would be an A just for yeah. getting Trey Turner, going to the World Series and adding Trey Turner. You know, your weak spot was was uh, the, basically um, shortstop, and they got an A minus. Your Twins did very well. Yeah, but I thought he gave them a B plus. B plus too. gave them a B plus. Yeah, I mean you get Correa back, yeah. but then they had Angels B plus. Yeah, I mean Vasquez goes to the Twins. Joey Gallo. See, to me, the one thing that that I was thinking about, and they wrote about it too, Twins made two kind of under, three under-the-radar moves. I mean, Christian Vasquez got three and 30. So, I don't know, they're giving a guy 10 million. That's not really a huge offensive production guy for a catcher is an under-the-radar move. But the two things they did to shore up the outfield is bring in Joey Gallo, and they also signed Michael Taylor. To back up Buxton. Two of the better defensive outfielders in baseball. Right. And you really could see an outfield with Taylor, Buxton, and Gallo. And, dude, that's a pretty solid defensive outfield for the Twins. And so Taylor kind of under the radar, Gallo under the radar. I think the Twins will still have questions about their pitching. Um, But overall, yeah, pretty good. I mean, going out and getting uh, Pablo Lopez, right? In that trade, yes, they did. That definitely helps. Yeah, it's uh, anyway. It's those are those are the grades. I'm surprised the Padres didn't get higher. I'll be honest with you. I, yeah. I think a B plus is low for the Padres, but I think that also happens before Waka. And not again, not that Waka's an ace, but when you look at what that does, just that small little piece to the puzzle that you're able to fit in there, and it eases so much of the pressure 
on Lugo, on Martinez, on Morahone, that I I like that move. I think there was questions maybe because, I mean, not that you really had it last year with Hosmer or Josh Bell, but with Cronenworth going to first, you lose some of that traditional power. Yeah. But you're also getting a whole lot more power by eliminating jerks and Profar and adding Fernando Tatis, right? Of I mean, course. Profar comes out, Soto moves to left. They confirm that. Tatis is going to right. For now. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you've got a legit 40 home run bat that you've added to that lineup. 30 home run bat, let's say that. And uh, pretty good. What Not do you much think of a bench. I don't like the bench at all. It's my biggest complaint about the team is the, the bench. All right, so Tatis, when he says a couple things, one is the wrist isn't 100%, which we expected. He said it felt pretty good. He said it felt pretty good. It's not, it's not where it should be, which makes all the sense in the world. Dude, yeah. it's only February fucking 15th. Yeah. Everybody calm down. You don't need it to be 100% until April 20th. Right. Get that AMF thing. That's yeah. spring. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, the other part is when Tatis made the comment about wanting to be in center field. Yeah. Now, is that bad for team chemistry? Uh, no, I'd move. I'd move Grisham, even though he won two Gold Gloves out there. Yes, come on. He's literally considered. I don't think he's a Gold Glove center fielder, in my opinion. But at the same time, he's considered the best center fielder in all the National uh, League. Uh, Dave, I'll tell you a guy I'm fascinated to watch in spring training, and it's really going to be good with Soto being gone. I want to see how many at bats they give to David Dahl. David Dahl to me is a really, really interesting guy that you don't need anybody to come up and be a top five guy in your lineup. But Dahl could be one of those guys. Brandon Drury type guy with the bat? Yeah. I don't know that he's going to give you the power, but that same thing, that versatility. And Angle is another guy. But David Dahl's the guy that I'm watching in uh, spring training to see what he's got. He may have nothing, right? He may be yeah. uh, Nomar Mazzara. I mean, right now, they don't plan on giving him a lot of at-bats if the season started today, right? Because those at-bats are going to Nelson Cruz and Carpenter. Yeah, I get that. But but I, I want to watch Dull. Dull was an all-star not long ago. Yeah. And it comes in next to nothing. Yeah. And then, uh, who's the, who'd they get? Tehran? Who's the other guy? Did they sign Julio uh, Tehran? Engel. Uh, they signed Adam Engel to play no, outfield. No, Adam Engel, but I mean the pitcher, too. They signed... There's a non-roster starter, too. That's another guy that's going to be interesting to watch with with guys being away. I'll try to find it for you because yeah. I don't see it on the on uh, players they added. I'm pretty sure it's Julio Tehran. I didn't bring my phone in with me. Did, um, but Yeah, hold on. I'll, I'll find it. Fuck. Yeah. But Dahl's a guy to keep an eye on. You know, that would be interesting. If they, if they found uh, gold in him, that would be something else. The other day, we asked you the question. You didn't ask it back to me, but who's the Padres MVP prediction-wise in 2023? You said Tatis. Yeah. I think it's Soto. That's think- pretty good. I, I don't know how either one of us with a straight face skips right over Manny in a contract year. I think that's the easy one. Yeah. It's it's like when you say who's your pick to click in a football game and you pick a quarterback. Come yeah. on, that's bullshit. Yeah. That's- <laughs> I guess maybe if we repositioned it as... Taking Manny out of the equation, right? Because yeah. Manny's the legit number one guy. We all get it. But if we took Manny out of the equation, my guy would be uh, Tatis. 
Tatis getting in trouble last year, the motorcycle accident, the PEDs, everything might have been the best thing for Manny in this contract year. Because May- because people thought it did completely switch over to that it was Tatis's team. Yeah, it may also end up being the best thing for Tatis because of the surgeries. Because yeah. I don't think he has them if he comes back and plays. And he said the shoulder feels great. He's glad he had the surgery. Yeah. How about the fact that he said it's popped out twice in the last year doing nothing? Um, before the surgeries. Yeah. Yeah, last year yeah. when he was. But, we, I mean, you and I as fans and other people, too, did just get the fucking surgery. It's going to pop yeah. out the rest of your career. Yeah. So now he had it. Yeah. Just yeah. I mean, one less just, thing to worry about. It, so true that it's not in your head. Yeah. Hey, this story came out, and and I'm fascinated to see what happens. And I didn't bring uh, my phone in. I meant to bring my phone in. Dave, there was a guy that covered the Astros cheating scandal. Yeah. I think it's Evan Dralich. Yeah. Really, really good reporter. And he covered it, and now he's got a book out. Yep. And in the book... He's got an interview with the Dodger player. That was and on, what's his name? Well, he didn't say. Of it. course, so that right there takes it. It's not credible. Oh, I tell I you, I'll tell you who it is. Who do you think it's it is? Alex Verdugo? One hundred percent. It's Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo can't say enough negative things about the Dodgers. Oh, that's interesting. It is one hundred percent Alex Verdugo. It's not Kiki Hernandez. No, it's Alex Verdugo. He, Alex Verdugo will not stop talking, and he made it very clear how hurt he was when the Dodgers got rid of him for Mookie Betts. So why wouldn't he put his name on it then? He's not going to put his name with it. And what? And uh, but I mean, if he's talking trash in, well, in that, this, form, that's why. That's what makes me lose respect on anything. Just like if a parent writes me a letter complaining about one of my coaches, mm-hmm. if you don't put your name on it, it goes right in the trash. Yeah, but we've had plenty of things through the years yeah, where you but, can't put a name on it. Put a name on it. Uh, you know, it, and it's not, so. Here's the deal: people will say, "Well, if you put a name on it, that you don't get to." You know, the Nixon deal. I understand that. Okay. Yeah. Alex Verdugo, it's clear as can be, it's him. He's the guy with the connection to the Dodgers. He's the guy that has been negative all the way through for the last three years. So this guy says in the book that the Dodgers were clearly cheating too. That they were cheating in 2018. And it doesn't matter that they were investigated by Major League Baseball and cleared? He says he was in there and they were part of it. Yeah. But to me, here's the thing. They were investigated. But Dave the, Roberts said it. He goes, we were investigated in 2018. He said uh, the player says they ignored it. That Major League Baseball ignored but it. But why would they ignore it? Exactly. Come on. So they got the Astros and they got the Red Sox, but they're going to ignore the Dodgers. The Red Sox I mean, aren't a big organization. Right? Yeah, that's the whole. You want it to stop. Well, and. and you got to go after everybody. Here's the thing. I don't. I don't like the Dodgers. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Other than my friend Steve Garvey, it was great to reconnect. <laughs> I love the fact that you and Garvey have a relationship. Yes, yeah. and Vin, and Vin, you love Vin. But unlike that, and that's it. Unlike Dave with the Padres, I don't, I don't create controversy. And what I said to a friend the other day was, "Let's just see if this story develops into anything," and it didn't. Yeah, nobody cares. Twenty eighteen, five years ago, nobody cares. Alex Cora has a job. He's back managing AJ the Red Hinch Sox. AJ has a job. Yeah, AJ's job. Carlos Beltran just got a job. Yes, right. Yeah, they're all back. They're all but, back. But my point being is that this is not leading Sports Center. No, you don't find anything no. on the homepage. I went and looked it up today too. Of ESPN.com. Yeah, I did. I looked it up as much as I could find today. And you saw the other day when occasionally Twitter's so horseshit now. 
But you saw the other day people were right. Well, now Dave Roberts needs to be suspended. And you're like, based on what? What do yeah. you, you couldn't even find what they were talking to. I don't dismiss the fact. I give that, Dave credit for the fact he admitted that we were investigated heavily. Yeah. I he didn't even have to say that. I don't dismiss the credibility of an unnamed source. It happens all the time. It's happened for us a thousand times, even with this podcast, where people can't put their name to the story. I, I don't dismiss that. But to me, I just look at it, and it, it's just further proof we live in a 24-hour news cycle. Exactly right. And nobody in 2023 gives a shit about what the Dodgers did. And I'll tell you another thing in this town. All of you that are now pointing the finger at Dave Roberts and the Dodgers and jumping up and down were the same people pushing little kids out of the way to get Fernando's autograph a week ago. So what the fuck is the difference? Okay. <laughs> Fernando was busted and you fuckers, which is fine. Yeah. But if you're pushing out there and you're dancing and you're buying your 23 jerseys, you don't have the ability to talk shit about the Dodgers. You absolutely do not because Guilty is guilty. But guess what? Fernando was caught, proven guilty, did the time. And if you want to celebrate him, go ahead. But this idea that all of a sudden now you're going to celebrate him and we're all going to dance. Hey, great. And then you're going to be like, hey, fuck you. Do no, shut up. Doesn't work that way. The the I'm gonna, I've yeah. said this before. Yeah. You're not going to like this. Me? Oh, you're not going to give a shit. <laughs> The Fernando followers in this town are quickly becoming Trump people in the sense that nothing that guy does is wrong. I have friends that are Trump people. When he talks about grabbing chicks by the pussy, they ignore it. Many of them female. I go, how do you, how do you, what is the line? What would he have to do at the point where you go, I can't stand it? Many of you that I see that are on social media pointing out things that we probably didn't necessarily like our president to be doing. If he's the host of The Apprentice or a guest on The Stern Show, who gives a fuck? But when he's the president, we probably try to hold him up to higher standards, but who's that, Bill Clinton? Yesterday wishing everybody happy Valentine's Day and people are putting Lewinsky pictures up? That's not nice. Come on, Costa. That guy's about to lose his Twitter account again. <laughs> But it's fine. But to me, when I see Fernando on Twitter and he can do absolutely nothing wrong, you're the same people. If that's who you are and you you think he's fine, he's flawless, nothing's wrong, nothing can be questioned, then you're no better than the people that do the exact same thing for Donald Trump. You are one in the same. You are absolutely one in the same. Whether you want to fucking admit it or not, you are. Yeah. Because to me, neither one of them really bugged me. They are who they are. I'm not emotional on either side of the argument. But I can certainly see the parallels that you cannot take the blinders off to say Fernando needs to fucking earn the respect back. You fucking danced, you jumped up and down, you pushed little kids out of the way. Get the fuck out of the way, Nana. I'm getting Fernando's autograph. Don't forget about the guy with the Padre hat at the All-Star break. 
That asshole. <laughs> the one that looks like Dan Williams? Yes. Which is fine. Which is fine. Go ahead and do all of it. I'm just saying your personality and your actions are very similar to a lot of you, the people that you hate, who are walking around in the red Make America Great hats again. Dave, am I crazy or not? No, you aren't crazy. Here's here's what I don't understand, okay? I'm going to ask you as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. and Not growing up here, growing up in Minnesota. When you lived in Minnesota, because I know when I lived in Tennessee, we were so proud of anyone who made it. Right, but I also know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's not my point, okay? And so my what I'm saying is, like, when you watch local sports in Minnesota, uh-huh. and if a guy did something, whether it was Team USA, whether he on the Vikings, whether he was with another team, they would tell you on the news, the guy's one of our own, Minnesota's right. own. Yep. That was a big damn deal. Yeah. Tennessee, it was the same way. When I lived in L.A., it was the same way. I don't know why it's not the same way here. We don't take pride in people here. I'm going back to Dave Roberts. Okay. Oh, yeah. Dave Roberts, RBV guy. Cancer high survivor. Here, cancer survivor. Anyone who's ever met Dave will tell you he's the nicest guy on the fucking planet. Always right. has been. You remember he used to come into to 1090 when you and I were there? And he'd bring us wine? Yeah. And he was just the nicest guy. We didn't know him for shit, basically. Right. But he couldn't have been a nicer guy. He's always been a nice guy. He was a coach here. He was a player here. Wanted the pod shop. Never got an interview. No. And he goes to the Dodgers. He has success. Everyone hates his fucking guts. No. And I'm still like, lives he, in Cardiff. He still, that's what I'm saying. What happened to one of your own? It's so weird to me. Even when Padre guys leave. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck that guy. What? Yeah. It is. It is so crazy to me. I don't understand it. So when you talk about the Tatis deal going back around, I, I, I just sit there and check my head. Going back to the very first thing I said at the beginning of the show. I used to say to you in 98, Jeff, I don't understand. And you used to yeah. try to explain to me, this is no. the way San Diego is. And I don't understand the Tatis cult. I don't understand yeah. the treatment of Dave Roberts or anybody else that, that once lived here. We don't yeah. take pride in the guys that are from here. Yet, but at the same time, when Tatis, if Tatis demands a trade. Yeah. And he goes to whatever, let's say the Yankees. You guys are going to hate his fucking guts. Yeah. <laughs> but right now. Man, it is. Which, it's a fucking Tatis cult. Which is fine. But if if you feel like he can't do anything wrong, okay. That's you. But you're very, very quick to be on social media pointing out this story about the Dodgers in 2018. And it's just very reminiscent of a group of people that I know that refuse to think that their guy ever did anything wrong yeah and a lot of you look at that and maybe comparing sports and politics to me it's the same approach when you're so blind to the fact that somebody you like and support elects to make bad decisions and you can't say anything about it i'm not talking about shit they find at marla i don't know any of that who who knows right (laughs) what's going on marilago yeah Fucking Joe's got, what's Joe have in the garage? I don't know. Geraldo's all worked up, right? All right, got it. I'm talking about knowing the difference between what's right and what's wrong. And if you live your life and you're like, you know what, man? I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to pay my bills. And Fernando's the guy at the end of the day that I enjoy as part of this Padre team. 
God bless you, man. Live it. I hope he hits 50 home runs, steals 50 bases. Yeah, I'm not rooting against him. Whether you're watching on TV or you get the chance to go out there, celebrate him and have a blast. And hopefully, man, he's the best he's ever been. That's fine. But then shut the fuck up about pointing your finger at anybody else. Yeah. Because it's very, very clear that your approach is do what I say, not as I do. And I think that's yeah. a joke. I think it's a joke. I think y'all should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I love when people say that. <laughs> You're telling people to be ashamed. You know what's funny? Everyone knows that parent, too. Yeah. We all watch the kids a little fuck off. Yeah. And yet the parent defends them no matter what. No. Oh, not me and uh, Jack and Cade's mom. <laughs> I saw this. Uh, we were dying. Yeah. I saw this lady today. Kid got out in front of her car. Kid's 15. I'm like, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> and now she yelled at a kid who was not her kid. Like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Or something like that. Or yeah. may have said some, some form of fuck directed at that kid. And the one parent, you know, probably Rick Moranis. Hey, he can't, hey, you can't cuss at him. He's a little kid. He's 15. I'm like, I think I started telling my kids, shut the fuck up when he was about seven. <laughs> that was like nine years ago. I'm not telling you how to raise your kids, but you don't know these two little assholes. I know them. I never, never have hit them. Never no. have hit them. But, oh, I've used the word fucking a sentence directed at them. As my son Cade said, oh, there's days when you're pretty heated. And, uh, and he goes, yeah, he goes, you know, the S word and the F word are best friends. They go, they're interlocked. And he goes, you'll go on a string. And I'll be like, oh, Jack, that might've been the all timer. <laughs> I think he said, fuck. I think he said, fuck, but 17 times. Then he directed it at you about six, me about 11. <laughs> and then he goes, and then uh, one of us will do something else and Oh, you just set a new personal record. What the fuck? How many fucking times have I fucking told you? I go, just get, and dude, I just, I'm crying because it's so spot on. I go, like, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm trying not to laugh because he goes, it's pretty good how you do it. But he goes, I, I, I don't like you being bummed. He goes, I don't like that. But he goes, I'm pretty, he goes, I'm pretty amazed. Yeah. At, your ability to put it together without a whole lot of uhs and ums. <laughs> That's a compliment. I thought, dude, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe because it's nobody will call you on your shit faster yeah. than your kids do. You know, what's funny is we just started Saturday, started the official start of high school baseball. Okay. okay. Spring sports yeah. across San Diego County. Well, you know, I try not to ever cuss. They never say don't cuss, but I try not to cuss. Thing is, if you walk in on a high school football field, coaches are cussing like crazy. Yeah. But I literally try not to. During the summertime, I'll swear like crazy because it's just yeah. travel ball doesn't matter. And I'll be honest, I love to swear. You guys hear the yeah. show. And so, like, today, kid tells me, hey, coach, I'm going to be late to practice on Saturday because I have to go to Saturday school. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't you get here on time? Because that, that's yeah. what it is. He's late to school. Yeah. And that drives me crazy, you know? Yeah, but you don't know what's going on at home. But in my head, I'm going, no, I know what the fuck's doing. They just don't get up and go. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. And I sit there and I get pissed, and I, but I get mad at myself right away. 
and I could man, I shouldn't have said what the fuck. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, you're a senior. You know, yeah, the real leader. world starts in three months before you're going to graduate. Yeah. You got to show up to work on time. You, you and I know, you know, as a, as a manager. Yeah. You can't have people show up an hour late. You better tell that kid, uh, a lot of guys, I know two guys in 10th grade that are already charting their path. So if you're that lazy now, you're already two years behind the group. You oh, get going. Yeah. No, it, it, and there that, might be kids in eighth grade yeah. that are charting their plan. And yeah. I don't know if it affects the kids that I dropped the bet on, but oh, at the same okay. time, it... It frustrates me. If I show up like uh, yeah. at Saturday at that school and we yeah. don't have practices, I'm just cutting grass yeah. and I'll see Saturday school and I'll see a couple of my players and I'll say, what the fuck? You know, I couldn't, I overslept. I'm like, overslept? School starts at nine. Yeah, let's South go. Bay, it starts at nine now. Dude. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I, I pulled one kid aside. I go, how are you late? You're a straight A student. Yeah. Well, I'm not late. Just I knew my friends were in Saturday school. I had nothing to do. So I thought I'd hang <laughs> up with great. them. Completely breakfast club boof. You yeah. know? Just come hang out. But then, yeah. but my big thing is I'm trying not to swear. Yeah. And I, it is like, God dang, I think I'm broken. The, uh, so the coaches at Helix are so good, but there were a couple of times, right? Where just practice was not going their way. And I don't get to as many of them. I just yeah. try to stay out of the way. But when you're the only guy in the bleachers, like voices just bounce of through there. And, Tweet! Oh, fuck! And dude, I'm just crying. <laughs> and look, man, I don't care if it's directed at Jack, at yeah. Cade. If it's at one of their buddies, I always feel bad. Like, there was one, it was interesting. They were running gassers, yep. right? And they were just, and they go, okay, Cade fucked it up. Everybody does it again. He didn't. And I was just watching him, and he stayed quiet, and he ran it. We got in the car, and yeah. I go, dude, you know what that is? He was that I didn't do anything. I go, I know. But I go, they're testing you. Yeah. Because you could have a situation in a game, whether it's week one or week eight, and you could call for a penalty that you didn't commit, Yeah. and you just shut your mouth. You start running your mouth, and now all of a sudden it's another 15. Exactly. It's just testing you. It's just seeing what you're made of. Just keep your head down. They know you didn't do anything, but they got to pick one guy yeah. out of the group, and they picked you. So that's it. And don't yeah. be and ah, uh, well, I didn't do anything. Shut up! I just said it. But that to me, Dave, like I just if as long as it's not the uh, John Tortorella, where it's just obnoxious, yeah, the no. NHL coach, it's just you know Bobby Knight, yeah, you know these kind of guys that are just a douche. I, I just I think I think you would know ahead of time if a coach had that kind of personality. And I just think life's too short, man. I'd be like, dude, do something else, right? Go go do this. But thankfully at Helix, coaches are so funny. But every now and then, something will push their button. And I'm, you know, me. Yeah. Oh, start laughing. <laughs> but we, I, I love those guys. We had a kid a couple of weeks ago who showed up late. And this, wow. this is what we said. We said, you got to run four poles. One foul pole to the other four mm -hmm. times. Okay. But then we said, he only has to run two if the whole team runs with him. Oh, every kid except one got up and said, I'll run with him. And one other kid, the kid left behind. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He was the one that was late. Let him run four. And you know what? It put a bad taste in the mouth. Not the kid that was late. Of course. It's the kid that refused to be part of the team. Right. That's bad. And now everybody looks at that one kid of going, he's not a team guy. Yeah. I just sent that kid home. And nobody, yeah, nobody trusts him. Yeah. He's not part of the family. Yeah. You got to take yeah. it. Yeah. 
but again, the kid, he was on time and everything else, but he's like, I'm not fucking doing that punishment with him. I'm not cutting it down to two. And yeah. it, it was interesting. It was a different, a weird psychological game. Yeah. But how, how, even though he was there now we think he's the bad kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing worse, man. Did you ever, there's nothing worse. I don't think it happened to me directly, but we were one kid fucks up. Yeah. And then everybody else has to do ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. And we make the kid that fucked the, that because watch everyone else him, watch call, him. call it out. That's the worst. Dude. That kid's sit, standing right in the middle and, and counting. I, I told you, I've been watching this show on Fox with Dan Williams, buddy, special forces. Piazza's yeah. in it. Scaramucci finally tapped out the other day. <laughs> and uh, Dwight Howard, right? A few of them. Pretty good. Carly Lloyd. I don't know. It's all bullshit, but we don't, we don't really watch anything. And there was something that happened. I think Piazza fucked up and they made Amendola and all these guys. They had to do like 30 pushups and, uh, and Piazza had to call them out. Oh, geez. And dude, Oh yeah, man, that that's the one where you have to do that. Oh, yeah. that's bad. Cause I don't even know if you're the guy doing the pushups. I don't really know that you have the way you feel towards the guy. It, it's like a pile. Yeah. In uh in full metal, full metal jacket, right? I think you're just doing it. Yeah. But when you're the guy calling it out, I feel like that that right? Yeah. It should. If you're calling it out, you're not impacted like the dude you had. Yeah, you almost gotta send those guys home. Hey, real quick, did you see Barkley, Charles Barkley on Kimmel last night? I did not. I haven't recorded. I haven't seen it he, worth watching. He, uh, it's, Charles is great. It's the only time I've ever seen an athlete or his broadcaster, but he kept him on for two segments. Usually, they yeah. dumps him out pretty fast. Oh, Barkley! But he so was good. talking about having a grandson, and he oh. has a grandson named Henry. You know, Ernie Martinez's son named Henry. Yeah, and uh, how he says best thing that ever happened. Kid's ten months old. He's about to walk, and he goes, "This is the greatest thing of my life." You know, I've never been happier than having this grandson. And he goes, "Man, you know," he starts talking. He's going to call me Big Pop. And Kimmel goes, "You can, you can have your grandchildren call you what you want them to call you." Well, he better if he wants all this fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, Maybe me laugh. Maybe me laugh. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry? Look, right now the real estate market's going in the right direction for you. If you're looking to sell your home, Brian's going to get the most for it. But look, if you want to find someone that knows San Diego County better than anyone, and you want to stay in San Diego, Brian Curry's definitely your guy. You got to call Brian and ask exactly where's the interest rate going because right now that seems to be the holdup and buying and selling. So many different questions that you might have that Jeff and I obviously don't have the answer for. Six one nine. 2511588619251588 Went to lunch with a buddy of mine at work today and we were talking about the fact he's moved to San Marcos but he used to live Dave if you know right off the 805 at uh right by UTC I think that's La Jolla Village you get off and and, and there's a complex there called Crossroads at La Jolla just east of UTC yeah and so I said, hey, man, didn't you live there? He goes, yeah, I lived there. We just moved out. And I go, what'd you pay rent in those places? He goes, damn. He goes, I think right now it's up to three grand a month. Wow. I go, three grand a month? What is that? Four and four? It was four and four. One and one. One bedroom, one bathroom, all carpeted, no view, 3000 a month. If you're paying three grand a month, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. You're yep. giving your money away 
And that's absolutely when you should be calling Brian to say, how can I use this money to pay off my mortgage, not somebody else's? That's ridiculous. Even as bad and as crazy as the rents are going. And I don't know if the crossroads are nice. I'm going to guess probably not. (laughs) So lower your rent, you obnoxious dicks. You're not on prospect. You're borderline Mira Mesa, you fucking liars. Nobody's paying three grand a month to live in Mira Mesa. Get your shit together. And then anybody living over there, give BC a call and, and he'll get you all squared away. Absolutely. Taylor Bay Pools. Don't forget about uh, Alan Taylor, man. That perfect pool for you is just around the corner. I have an idea of what's going to happen in a second. But Taylor Bay Pools is where you want to go when it comes to that pool. So many memories created in the backyard. Call Alan Taylor. Ask about available financing. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Dave, you said it the other uh couple minutes back you said we don't celebrate our own enough in this town you're exactly right but one we all celebrate is local law enforcement legend part-time nashville resident jim bentoncourt yeah because he knew today i mean i was ready to cancel the whole podcast devastated over the loss of raquel welch and jim gave us the best idea he said you know she'd want you to go on and i said that's true and she'd want a pool named after her yeah i said god damn it jim that's why you're the man. Back the badge. So Jim and Alex Betancourt, who we absolutely confirmed the other day, that if Alex uh, screwed up, he'd make him walk home. <laughs> uh, like the Kelsey brothers. Uh, yes. Till further notice. Cash only. It might be one. It might be 101. We don't care, Amy. We lost an icon today. Just call Taylor Maypool's. And get that Raquel Welch pool made. My God, her spirit will live on forever. <laughs> like it. All right, Dan Williams, you want to talk to when it comes to finances. Right now, where are you at with your credit score, being in debt, everything that goes into right now is money becoming a problem for you in your life. Dan Williams is yes. the guy that wants to make your life a lot better. 858-688-6813. What are you waiting for? 858 858- Six eight eight six eight one three. So were you talking about Degrom had tightness in his side? Yeah. They shut him down. I thought yeah. you meant Verlander. No. Yeah, Degrom's already sore. Uh, Dave, I'm telling you, I think I have a problem, and I may have to call Dan Williams. But once I get through April second, the problem will go away. Good. And one of the benefits of having kids is not only having the ability to cuss at them <laughs> and yell at them a lot, but when they're actually pretty good dudes. Like my two guys happen to be, it's kind of fun to do fun things with them. So I said, coming up at the end of next month, WrestleMania is yeah. in LA. So Jack and I are going. We're going to spring training, and then the following weekend, we're in LA for WrestleMania. Yeah. Friday night, we're going to SmackDown and the Hall of Fame. Saturday, we're going to like their. Kind of like their kids not ready to break through, but are kind of like their version of AAA. We're seeing that in the morning, then WrestleMania at night. But on Friday night, Dave, The Undertaker is doing a one-man show at the Novo Theater in L.A. 11 o'clock start time, 11 p.m. Wow. So I said to Jack, what's your thoughts on going to see The Undertaker? He goes, man, that'd be cool. So I go today, I'm like, oh, shit, tickets went on sale. 
And I was afraid it'd be sold out because it does. It sells out. The show's supposed to be really, really good. And I look and 75 bucks gets you in the door. Really? But, man, you're in like the back row of the theater. Okay? Now, I'm so thankful that my kid would have just been like that. Get those. We're fine. But I'm looking at it. And I got this is a weekend that is going to mean a lot. And I always think about what you said, what Josh said, right? We always say it like we're never doing this again. So we're going to do it right. So we're not on the floor. I didn't pay $3,000 so you can go on the stage and do a toast with The Undertaker. But I paid $125 a ticket. Good. And we're in like second row of the balcony. Good. We're going to have a great view. By the time they fuck you over with fees, <laughs> it's like 350 bucks. And I'm laughing because it's by the time you're done with the hotel, by the time you're done with shuttle, by the time you're done with tickets and food and everything else, fuck, man, it's some dough. Yeah, but I'm glad you're doing it. This is why we fucking work all year. And the other thing was, I tell him, he didn't ask for it. Yeah. he And when he goes... He's going to have a great time. And what I said to both of them all the time is, I'm going to have the most fun because I'm going to be there with you. And the only way I'm able to do that is by following Dan's philosophy yep. of borrow smart, repay smart. You save money, you tuck it away. Yep. And when the special moments come up, man, you fucking go for it. So, yeah, there won't be any shows. But when I see you, whatever that'll be, I got to think that like April 3rd, and I think shit, April 3rd is probably national championship night. Yeah. So we'll probably go April 4th, but whatever. We'll have plenty of goddamn stories about what we saw. Cause Steve Austin might show up. The rock might show up. All these guys are going to show up. But when you have those opportunities to do something with your kids, you want to have the ability to do it. And Dan can make that happen. Absolutely. That's great. Great advice. To my opinion, it's great advice. I used to say to Jake all the time, I go, I could give you $10,000 right now, or I could spend 5,000 hours with you. Yeah. You aren't going to remember what you did with that 10,000 right. on the line. But I just, to me, I didn't want him to be in the back row. It may yeah. not matter yeah. if I get up there and the difference between where we are and where the back row is, is yeah. from me to you. I go, I just paid $200 for that. <laughs> uh, Jack will get a huge kick out of that. And his laugh is a great laugh like his brother. And he didn't ask me to do it. So, yeah, yeah if, if hopefully it's great. So we'll let you know. Good deal. Kyle Flukers, you want to talk to when it comes to websites? Man, Kyle is crazy busy right now. I'm telling you, you got to get on his schedule. Right now, so many people have listened to what we've said. Look, you got to call Kyle because he's going to get your website right which means your business is going to get right. 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. I would like Elon Musk to call (laughs) Flugs, right? No shit. I mean, everybody, it is funny to me how mad people get at Twitter. It's just recreation. You don't don't own it. You don't pay for it. Not like when your cable goes out. Not yet. Not yet. But maybe you get out and do something, right? Like, what do you do during the day? Give me an idea of what you use Twitter for. Um, be honest with you, I used to use it for, well, a couple months ago, it was for baseball. Now yeah. I've kind of, I've kind of been kind of quiet on it. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, yeah, can I go there and just piss you guys <laughs> off? But yeah, there are times I feel like doing it, but no, I don't use it for much. I used to use it for, you know, news, basically yeah. news. My, it was my news feed. I love it. And now I'll be honest with you, I, I eliminated a lot of stuff because things were driving me crazy that I can't control. Mute? 
or just I, I just hate to say it i don't go on it as much as i used to like uh, yeah i mean just like so many other people and some people just don't seem to care i can't take these mass shootings ah uh, like it really bothers me yeah it really bothers me that the people Another one are okay today. with them not shocked that Another people one. are okay with mass shootings over their kids fort and, wayne i mean yeah so many fucking things that frustrate me with it anyway so i i literally stopped watching a lot of news channels which used to be my thing I stopped yeah. with the, the, a lot of the Twitter. I just, um, I changed so many things around because it was it was affecting my day-to-day. Yeah, I, I really do. Unfortunately, there's these endless threads that just go forever. Like, go, go do something, right? Yeah. Go throw a fishing line in the water at Lake Murray. Go catch a fish, right? Fly a kite. Fly a kite. Do something. Dave's right. But, like, whatever it was two weeks ago, it was so fun for uh, NBA trade deadline. Yeah. Like, following Woj and, yes, and a couple did, other I guys. And I like that. And the NHL trade deadline is coming up March 5th. Kings may make a couple of moves. They're in the deal for a guy named Jacob Chikrin, a defenseman for Arizona. So, I like following guys for that. Um, Padre stuff, like Waka. Or the Darvish extension. Yep. It's pretty good. But you can really get that. I don't know. I mean, I don't have any notifications. So I told Jack, I go, I don't I even know. I only have one. It's uh, Jeff Passon. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good one. If I knew how to set that up, I'd set Passon <laughs> up. I'd set up Passon and I'd set up Padres and the LA Kings. Yeah. Oh, Raiders. Are the Raiders trading for Aaron Rodgers? Man, I really hope so. I really that's hope what so. I heard tonight yeah. that that's going down. I hope so. So, I mean, that's about, I think that's it, Dave. I think those are my three teams that I'm really in on. The Pods, the Raiders. I mean, I love Brian Flores going to the Vikes. Yeah. I think that's going to be good. So probably Pods, um, Raiders and Vikes and Kings. I don't think I missed anybody, am I? Would you put in there Manny Machado? Manny Machado news? About well, it would be Padres. Yep. Yeah. I don't think, I think people are finally understanding what we've said for two years. I don't think Manny signed an extension. Not yet. I right. think, not until the end of the year. I think Dan Lozano's got to let that. Yeah. I think he's got to. Yeah. You got to let him go out to the open market. And yeah. boy, if Pete Seidler gets it done. Wow. Incredible. Pretty amazing. All right. Here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We got a bunch of them here. Okay. February 17th is one of my favorite days. Okay. Because there's so many people that are, are big-time people. Nice. I'm going to start off with one that's no longer with us. It's going to put you in a sad mood. Taylor Hawkins. Oh, man. I believe Taylor Hawkins would have been 51. Exactly right. Uh, Dude, it's interesting money-wise. I'll say $35 million. Close, $40 million. Okay. Dude, I love that guy. Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan. I just saw this. Um is, well, it's the 25th anniversary of the final championship coming up in June, and I think he just turned 60. Well, turned 60 on the 17th, correct. Okay. Uh, how about him? $10 million donation to Make-A-Wish. Very nice. Largest individual donation ever because he talked about how much he enjoys that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Dude, Jordan. Now, fuck you guys when you find out how much he's worth when you hear about the $10 because you guys are going to go the wrong way with it. Dude, Should have been more. That's what you guys will say. Dude, could he be three point five billion? No, he's one seven billion though. Okay. Jim Brown. 
Should have been a writer. Should have been a writer. Even at age 50. Like it was, was it 43 when they put him on Sports Illustrated? Dude, I had so much fun when we used to be able to book him on the show. He was Were you intimidated by him? He's one of those guys that's intimidated. Yes, until he came on the show and he was so incredibly cool. Yeah. Like, he was just cool. Um, I enjoyed that. Jim Brown, uh, 83? 87. Wow. Uh... Say eight million. Thirty million dollars. Nice. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. All right. Next three are just just super famous people. I don't know if you're a huge fan. Okay. My 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 son was president of his fan club. It said on his Bieber? Yeah. No, it's Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Oh Jake, yeah. Jake was not an Ed Sheeran guy, but it was on his bio. President Dude, of the Sheeran fan cool. club. When yes. you hear that Jamie Foxx discovered him and he lived in I had Jamie, no idea. You heard that story though, no. right? So Jamie Foxx said on Stern that he used to have all these musicians that would come over and he'd, he'd host these parties at his house. And it would be all these rap guys and all these different things. And he said there, there'd be a lot of people in his house. And all of a sudden, here comes this little redhead pasty guy. Mm. And he said, all my friends start yelling at me. Who the fuck's this guy? And he said, shut your mouth. Just watch. And he said, Ed Sheeran tore, tore it up. It. Yeah, it's Ed awesome. Sheeran gives him a lot of credit too. That's awesome. Uh, Dude, Ed Sheeran, 36? 32. Dude. Uh, wow, he writes everything, too. I'll say 140. 200 million. Nice. Paris Ed, Hilton. Hell of an actress. <laughs> um, I've seen her video. I'm shocked at good she is. What video is that? Did she do a music video? Yeah, it was not a music video. Is that right? <laughs> That's interesting. I thought she'd be lazy in this act. She's not. Like a sack race at the fair? Yeah, County that's fair? It, that's it. Her and Nicole Richie? Uh, like Jim Bettencourt and his kid wearing the t-shirt saying sack down. I'm like, you're a cop. Don't wear that shirt. Uh, 40. I'm going to say she's 42. <laughs> exactly right. And 500 million. 300 million. Okay. She's going to get a lot more when her parents pass. Yeah. And the last one is going to be Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Dude, that kid's pretty funny. You always say that. You love him. He's pretty funny. I'm going to say, uh, I'll say 44. 42. Born the same day as Paris Hilton. Okay. I'll say uh, $14 million. $35 million. Nice. How about that? Nice. All right. Here we go. Five random questions. We'll get out of here. It's been a long show. All right. What's the next place on your travel bucket list and why? Um. Oh, I like that. I may actually be going, I got a few trips this year that I haven't done before. I'm going to Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, maybe going to Edmonton and Vancouver. Two separate trips that are pretty good. Uh, bucket list for me, though, would be Italy. Okay. That would just be to go and check it out. Me too. I don't have any, uh, and we did, we talked about going. I just have nothing, obviously, locked up. I asked uh, Rita yesterday. Name a place in the United States you've never been before that you would like to go to. Yeah. And we were just talking about just driving through the Carolinas. Oh, that'd be cool. You yeah, know? I got friends that live there. They yeah. love it. All right. Did you have a hobby as a kid? Hobby as a kid. Um, Hobby as a kid. I mean, I loved, I loved collecting, like, keeping the sports pages, right, from yeah. big events, things like that. But... No, I, I, not as far as like stamps or coins. Um, 
Nothing really like that. No. What about you? Baseball cards. Baseball yeah, it's cards. funny, man. It's funny. Uh, six years ago, yesterday, yeah, I got the call to join Upper Deck. Yeah, I and saw it, you post that. We were shocked. I got to tell you, Sean Waltrip sent it to us. Yeah. Sean, I mean, us, Josh and me. Yeah. Shocked that you're part of LinkedIn. We just didn't figure there's no way Jeff would yeah. ever be on LinkedIn. Well, you know what's cool about it? I don't post down there a lot. I never go on. I never do. And I often say, and, and I get chirped at by guys in my work. Yeah. Like, I'm not looking for a job. Yeah. Like, I, uh, but the cool thing is, what was fun is the guys that I really appreciate that are friends of mine and our upper management team, including the guy who made it happen, are pretty active on there. Yeah. And I just, I like them to know what it means you know like we're friends laugh a lot the whole deal but i think i think they get it right like it's fine i know the contribution i make it's it's not a problem there but it was funny because none of them i don't think we're fate we're not on facebook together they don't do instagram they're fine with the podcast like like i kind of keep everything separate like i don't you do they asked me to do a podcast up there. I didn't want to do it um, no, just kind of out of respect, right? Because yeah. I'm management up there, and I can be a dipshit down here, and I'm very protective of them. I'm very protective of the brand because of what it means to me. But I know those guys are on there. And so yesterday when I look back, dude, it's the longest job I've had since KFMB. Where I was at KFMB from March of ninety five to March of ninety two or March of two thousand two. That was seven. So in twenty one years, because you work in radio, it's yeah. so cyclical. And uh, but I just I liked them to know, like, hey man, I remember, I remember exactly. that day, and I I thank you guys for what you do for me every day. And they saw it, and cool. it was cool. So yeah, you'll probably never see another. Uh, maybe next year. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but but and I know Sean and others yeah. that utilize LinkedIn. Yeah, Sean always says I, I don't use it right. My thing with LinkedIn is every time I go on, even if it's for a second, and I go yeah. on maybe once every two years. Yeah. Fuck, it seems like I get so many people reaching out to me. And I know that's but what it's, it's probably it, used for. Yeah. But fuck, man. But it's fake. It's all like yeah, bot. Yeah. Hey, you know. Yeah. And for me, it's all things that are, hey, I can be the guy you know, let us improve your e-commerce. No, yeah, get lost. Get lost. That's what flugs is for. What's your favorite age as a child growing up? What do you have a favorite age? We can oh, go. I like that, that was my favorite year. Oh, I like that. Um, did I get your answer for the last question? What was my effort? Hold on, we got into. Oh, um, yeah, you did. What was your hobby as a kid? I said baseball cards. Yeah. Um, think we're getting a cool one for any by the way anybody who follows me on instagram i've told you four times a year we get the upper deck employee card yeah a lot of times i know what it is i have an idea all i know is that the guys on our production team came by today and they're like hey i'm buying your card on friday which they've never said to me yeah so if you follow me on Instagram or on Twitter, I'll post it, Dave. Cool. But it's funny you say that. I think our employee card on Friday is going to be off the chart. That's cool. Um, 
And for the, those on my team that listen to the show, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. Leave me the fuck alone. Um, Word around the campfire is you know what's happening. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that guy. It's my favorite. He is out of control. The work, we, Mark Wilkins is there. Yeah. From Mad Friars. He's great. He just comes in. He does his job. He's awesome. Sam Nayer is there. Uh, Padre Twitter. Cool. Lovely guy. Doing great. He's loved in the company. And then I brought that hammerhead Martinez in. He is, my team loves that guy. It's open mic day every day with that maniac walking by. Um, Probably, dude, 13 was really fun. Yeah, good age. Yeah, mine's 12 or 13, I'd say. Yeah. For me, my, my best summers were, when I lived in Tennessee, I'd go out every summer. My parents would ship me out to L.A. Mm. And... You know, my closest friend growing up moved to Ohio, but he would come back during the summer because his dad lived in in L.A. Yeah. And then we have uh, the third friend of ours uh, never moved away. And so it was the three of us together every summer. And we spent every single day playing baseball yeah. until the sun went down. Then we either went to the movies in Westwood or we went to a Dodger Angel game. And it was just it was it was awesome. It was like it was only like six weeks long, but it yeah. felt like it was three months of summertime. I, was, I mean, we couldn't even feel our fucking arms. No. You talk about guys throwing 100 yeah. pitches every five days. Dude, we're throwing 500 every day. Easy. We, um, you know, when you say that, I was, I was kind of thinking of it more from like a, a kid's perspective. But it was probably 15 into 16 because Cheech and I, yeah, my buddy Doug Penn, every day we would go to the Cardiff, we go to Cardiff Beach. Yeah. And none of us could surf. We'd body surf and boogie board all day long, but then we just had the best time because we would go stand and try to do Karate Kid. We'd try to do the crane, and we would just get wiped out, demolished, right? Because you're just standing into a wave, and, well, the wave catches your foot yeah, and flings you. But then, Dave, what you said about baseball hit the spot because we couldn't, we couldn't get onto the field at San Diego but we could get onto the field at Eki Little League. And that game was a little bit like playing Pepper. Yeah. Because if you hit the ball out, it was two outs. And you had to go get jump it. the fence into the cactus and, and find one the ball. ball. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to find it. And so, dude, you were doing everything you could to just line drive it off the wall. Yeah. But we would have, God, we'd have eight, nine guys coming out. You know, you're playing five on five. Yeah. And so, you know, you probably leave center field open, play left and right, because it's a yeah. minor league field. It's not yeah. huge. And same thing. You're playing one guy's kind of playing short. The other guy's playing second, trying to guard the line. And uh, and you're just trying to line that ball off the wall. And as soon as it gets over, you just were like, ah, oh, fuck. Everyone talking shit. Yeah. yeah. And then you'd have one douche. That, you know, sitting out there like he's Aaron Judge hitting a ball 165 feet. Well, good for you, asshole. Get out there. But I worked at the sporting goods store. Yeah. So guys were just all chipping money, and I'd bring half a dozen baseballs out. But it was all guys. You know, I was probably 10th grade. We had a couple of ninth graders, but we had juniors, a couple yeah. of seniors, and it was just guys having a good time. Exactly yeah. right. No, you're exactly right. That's fun. All right, here we go. What's your favorite place to sit in a movie theater? Uh, back row middle. Yeah, from back row guy too. Yeah, yeah. You, back, usually, actually, even back row middle used to be great, but I'm more of back row aisle. Like I, I want to right? get out. Yeah. Um, the reason I brought this up, my wife and a bunch of her friends went to go see. They're I think in La Jolla right now. Went to go see Magic Mike. 
Okay. okay. One of the girls said, let's get tickets. And she bought these tickets. With my friend Channing Tatum? Yeah, with your friend Channing Tatum, who I found out is a diehard Alabama Crimson Tide fan. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't know he was from Alabama. But anyway, found that out yesterday. So um, the lady bought the tickets, reserved the seats. AMC? In the front row. Front row? And I was like, <laughs> my wife showed me that she's, and I was like, I don't want to go. I got to go. I, I don't want to go. And she goes, front row. And I what go, What are we doing? I go, not a live that's what show. I said. I go, You understand, no one's dong's going to hit you in the yeah. forehead. Like, what are you doing? You're not at Little Darlings. Yeah. So she <laughs> so she went and she told me, because I'm sitting in the back by myself. I know the seat's open. Yeah. I saw the chart. And so I just cracked me up. But I think it's one of those movie theaters you've gone to with your kids where it has yeah. the the service, right? Like the waitress it's comes. It's not and, that in, in La Jolla. At, oh, wait. Unless they're at the one at UTC. It could be there. They pull the armrests. It's like a couch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the one at UTC. But the crazy thing that AMC's doing now is doing what the pods are doing. Back row, middle, 17 bucks. Yeah. Front row, 7 bucks. There you go. There you uh, go. Yeah, you know, like aisle front row. Aisle ten bucks. They're seven. doing selective. Yeah, what are you, seven years old? What are you sitting yeah. in the front row for? What's going on? What the hell's going on? All right, here we go. Last question. I wrote this down yesterday and I was thinking about it for the last twenty four hours. Okay. I think I know your answer. Okay. Would you consider yourself more of an extrovert or an introvert? Oh, that's funny. Um I think I think probably in the last, uh, I actually think more since I've been at Upper Deck than anything radio-wise. I think during my radio days, absolutely would have said introvert. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now much more extrovert. Yeah, I would agree you're an extrovert. Because I, I have to deal with everybody. Yeah. And so, like, we won't, I won't do anything. We go, we're getting ready to go back to Toronto Springsteen's in Toronto, right at. So I think I'm gonna try to see Springsteen when I'm up there, because he's there when I'm there. But I have to deal with everybody. Radio is just you, me, yeah, Ernie, Mosier, right, Mike, Horton in a room. And I didn't. Once we're out of that room, I didn't want to deal with anybody. I didn't want to do TV. I didn't want to do any of it. I didn't want to do live shows. But now it's just. Yeah, I got I got to talk to my team all the yeah. time. I got to talk, you know, department heads, NHL. I get called into Zoom calls with executives from the NHL, and so yeah, it's fine. What about you? I think people that listen to this show would just say both of us would say extrovert. You know, I think yeah. um, as a coach, you have to be an extrovert. Yeah, well, and I obviously I talk a lot. You and I yeah. both have jobs where we talk a lot, and so people always say, "Man, you have no problem speaking in front of people." And I said, "Well." Like, it, it makes me laugh. Someone, someone said to me the other day, I had to address a room the other day, you nervous? I don't fucking get nervous talking. You don't get yeah. nervous talking, right? I mean, it's kind of your element. But I think, um, I think I'm think i probably, people that know me know me would say, yeah, I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. Like, I could sit right here where I'm sitting right now and watch Dodger and Padre baseball nonstop by yeah. myself. Yeah. But, like, I literally will go to Target right when it opens so I don't have to run into people. You know what I mean? That could yeah. be like 8 in the morning. Like, I avoid people, but not because I dislike people. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I think I'm more of an introvert. The thing is that kind of sucks, man, is in 2017, especially in December of 2017, I told myself I'm going to change the way I've lived my life. I don't want to be an introvert. I want to be more outgoing. I want to do yeah. things. I want to go to Italy. I want to travel more instead of just just doing my thing and, and get out of my rut i want to spend the second half of my life basically living as a person that sees the world 
And I was saying, whatever I'm invited to, I'm never going to say no. And yeah. then I've already turned down two things in the show already that you invited me to. Right. But, and I remember it, man, it's so crazy. I'll remember for the rest of my life. Um, uh, December 31st, 2017, saw CS Keys for the last time. Uh-huh. Raiders, Chargers. And the next day I was like, I'm, I'm starting, uh, I'm starting a brand new day. We were here. And yeah, we went and I remember going, uh, remember I had a party that night here. I, it's where I have yeah. the picture of me and Jake. Yeah. It's at that party. And I remember trying to get back for that party cause I knew I was hosting a uh-huh. New Year's Eve party and I was trying to get back after the Charger Raider game. And that's why I talked to my mother for two hours driving back with my dad in the car and boom, the 12 hours later after everyone left the party, my dad killed himself. Yep. And then, you know, a few months later, Jake dies. And, man, it, it's changed everything. Yeah. Everything that I planned on doing, I completely did not do. I will tell you, though, you have to force yourself to do it. Because that day was the day I found out we were getting a divorce. Yeah. And I, I said this, and I got a chance to tell him face-to-face at the winter meetings. Uh, a guy that I have, I'm so indebted to is, is Darren Smith. Because it was such, dude, I was so, I mean, you know, you're seeing me. I was so fucked up inside my own head. I didn't know fucking left from right. And Darren called me and said, hey, man, where are you? Like, I think we had done this show. I know what it was. We had done this show um, where I talked about dropping Kate off for the first time. And telling him we'd seen black panther and i said uh this is gonna be really hard on me and he got out of the car because 2017 he would have been oh wait no that he just turned 10 so he was 10 and as i pull away he's bent over at his waist crying and he called me on the phone crying because i was like i gotta go to la and he just called me and said dad don't go all right yeah and we were supposed to do a show that night you called me and said we're i couldn't do it yeah you said we're doing a show fucking devastated and so i told that but we did it the next night and i told that story about because dude i was fucked up and this audience unbelievable to me hopefully dave to you i wouldn't speak yeah, for were. you but you know from erica's passing to the divorce and jake's passing and everything in between uh amazing you always have been and but darren somebody got that show to darren he got it because it's like anything. When you do his show 15 hours a week, the last thing you want to do is go listen to another two hours of talk radio. It's yeah. no disrespect to you or me. Uh, I can't listen to three hours of his show. Love him like a brother. It's no disrespect to him. You're just like, fuck, I've got it. But he reached out and said, hey, man, where are you? And I said, I'm here. And he goes, what are you doing? I can't remember if it was the same night or the next night. And I said, okay. And he said, meet me at uh, High Dive and Uber over. And I said, okay. And we went, and he was great. He's like, dude, how the fuck am I supposed to go on and do any kind of show after that? He goes, and so we just talked, and we drank, and we laughed, and we drank, and we talked. And, and dude, it was such a huge part in putting me, I mean, the show was incredibly therapeutic. But what Darren did for me that night, and Stevie Woods was there, and what those two guys did for me that night played such a huge part. I didn't know Steve like I knew Darren, but they were there. They were both at 1090, which is kind of funny thinking back. And, uh, man, they just said, we got you. 
You know, they just said, we got you. And Dave, that's the thing that I would encourage you to do is stop turning down invites because when you get that chance to go and you start to engage, it's kind of like the, the wheels of the train start moving in the right direction again. And for anybody, the message is not just for Dave, the message is for a lot of you that I know are out there that are fighting that fight. And this message is for you too. When people say, where are you? Let's go to lunch. Let's go get a you know a cup of coffee. Just take them up on it because it's good for them to see you and talk. And maybe you go and they just fucking talk about themselves. And you're like, what the hell am I doing here? But for that moment, at least it gets you out of the funk. It gets you back in the game. And hopefully it leads you to to one more and one yep. more. And so I'm so thankful to everybody that, that reached out for me. So, yeah, for any of you that are fighting that fight, Get out there a little bit. Breathe. I mean, you're doing it with Sean. Yeah. Walking and Sean doing and those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. It's great. 39 fucking degrees this morning. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Put a jacket on. <laughs> Beach. Dude, it was, you know, it was colder in Phoenix than it was here even. Is that right? It was cold all fucking day. It was so goddamn ridiculous. I, I looked up the on my phone. I was saying, I wonder how cold it is in Nashville. What's yeah. Josh going through? Fucking it was in the 60s. I'm like, what the hell is yeah. going on here, man? It was so fucking cold. Dude, it's right where I'm at in PB. I leave in the morning and there's like a frost yeah, advisory. Sucks. Yeah, nobody wants to hear it, man. Anybody in the Midwest or Toronto, nobody wants to hear our bullshit. <laughs> That's true. Uh, when are we back? Sunday night? Sunday night. We're good to go. All right. We'll see you then. All right. Sneaky backstreet door, I laugh so hard.